Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello there. We are back again. Hello. How is it going, Char? It's been going well. Uh, just been waiting for this day to come. Uh, how uh, about you, Duke? It's it's going good. Welcome to the Podwans podcast, by the way. Um, we are going to be breaking down the new Gunray arc. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest with us to break it down. Let's bring her in. It's Gray. Hello, How's it everyone. going, Gray? Hello, Gray. Very good day. I really like your background. It's really, Thank really you. awesome. Um, so, Gray, whenever we bring... So, this is like our first actual guest at Breaking Down the Clone Wars. So, oh. you're our first ever guest. Um, so, what I'm going to ask of every guest that we have is, how did you get into this little thing that we call Star Wars? And, like, what's your favorite memory? And what really got you into the whole fandom? When I was young, we didn't have like TV and movies and stuff, really. And I watched some like Star Trek and whatnot. I only got to watch Star Wars with my buddies a couple times as a teenager. And so I didn't really get into it until the prequels came out and I saw them in the theater, all three of them. And I would get dressed up. I'd go buy like a prequel shirt and I would do my best. I was only... I don't know, 17 or 18 at that point only. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so I went to those and I just fell in love with the everything they could do on screen. The, the starfighters looked real. The Gungans looked real. Everything mm-hmm. just looked so real. And I was amazed. And then I watched Clone Wars. And everything changed. Yeah, I became utterly obsessed with Star Wars at that point. Yeah. So, like the animation and the, what was it? What is it about the Clone Wars that really, really so, you gravitate to? Mm-hmm. The Clone Wars am- animation is my favorite animation ever. Like of all animations of anything. So I love watching it. And then I think the stories are more intricate than any of the movies i enjoy them way more and so i thought when i saw the movies the prequels and the fall of anakin i was like man that's pretty tragic but you know Mm -hmm. okay but then you watch clone wars and the fall of anakin is just a heart-wrenching gut punch Mm -hmm. that just you're just like oh my gosh and so it just brings so much more to the world and the characters you know most people don't like jar jar but jar jar in the clone wars is actually quite a fun character and it just puts so much more into the stories. Yeah. Char, I forgot to ask you last week. What what got you into Star Wars? I mentioned this one time. This was the first time I was on high ground with Grey. I, um, I didn't mention this part, though. So one time when I was younger, I was about four years old. So 2004. I'm a 2000s baby. So I went to Costco with my mom. I have a weird, vivid memory of my childhood. I don't know why or how I have it. 
So it was me and my mom. We go by this box that's at Costco and it's filled with these these white sticks and chrome hilts. And I'm like, wait, what is this? Can I have one, mom? And she said no. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then one time I was watching TNT and Attack of the Clones came on. I'm like, I think it was a couple of weeks before Revenge of the Sith released. So that was the first time I ever seen anything from Star Wars. So that's yeah. my story. Yeah, and that and like I'm a 90s baby. So like we've almost got every single era here. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 really good to have like a a a good base of what cuz I was born in 80. See, uh, yeah, see there I we go. I was thought about in the 90s at least. Yeah, yeah. you were thought about. <laughs> yeah, you were you were thought about. You weren't you weren't yeah, you were just a twinkle in your daddy's eye. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But um, now, <laughs> getting back to Star Wars, um, we are going to be breaking down episode 9, 10, and 11, uh, Bombad Jedi, Cloak of Darkness, and Lair of Grievous. Um, the way this is going to kind of work is I'm gonna, we're going to go through the episode kind of like as we're kind of like as we're watching it, um, and we'll just go from there. Um, so episode nine, Bombad Jedi. Let me look here. Give me a second. There we go. All right. So the first episode, so Bombad Jedi. We see Padme, which, by the way, we need a little bit more. I think. When we talk Clone Wars, when when we talk Clone Wars, it, it like it fleshes out the prequel characters and especially Padme, which is great because I feel like they like she gets a bad rap in the prequels because she doesn't do a ton, but in the show she is a lot more active and I absolutely love it. So that's a thing from the prequels that from this show that really helps the prequels in general. Um, so she is being so she's going to Rhodia to help out the senator um, who she has a really close connection to through her family. Her uncle. Um, Anno. Yep. Yeah, uncle Anno. Anaconda, Anaconda Far. Yep. Anaconda mm -hmm. Far, who is the senator for Rhodia, um, which at the end of this episode, I want your guys's take on on how this all goes down and whether it's like if you thought it, this was like from the beginning. Um, so she goes and talks. So she's flying in and the chancellor's like, uh, like you're being kind of reckless again. Like she was in the malevolence arc. You're going on your own to Rhodia and like, but she's very adamant. Like I'm doing this. This is the right thing to do. Like my friend needs our help. Like we should help them. Um, so she land and <laughs> the funny part is, is that Jar Jar Binks is with her with C-3PO. So like, the comic relief um and the chancellor makes note that only people that are qualified should be taking part in these talks and jar jar hits a button and completely takes off autopilot of the of the ship and like right from there i was like oh no oh no <laughs> i thought Here it was so funny too because when palpatine tells padme to only bring in qualified people to talk about these delicate peace talks mm -hmm. it relates back to her choosing jar jar to to take her spot in attack of the clones which is ironic because 
Palpatine wants her to remain qualified during these talks. But at the same time, that's exactly what Palpatine wanted <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. So like, it's like it relates back to um, it heavily relates back to Padme choosing Jar Jar. And the funny thing is, she knows that Jar Jar messes up a lot. Like once we get later into the episode, when when she was like, oh, droids? No. And then Jar Jar? Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, she knows that Jar Jar messes up a lot. I had that uh, jotted down. It was my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that she brings him along. And well, it, like, it makes sense. She can trust him. He's always good. He always tries his best. He's never going to do something malicious or mm -hmm. anything like that. And so I think everybody's busy and Jar Jar was not. And she can trust him. So she just grabbed him. Yeah. That's probably what was happening. Because it was a personal request. Oh, much. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another note, she's wearing the same outfit from Geonosis. Like, that's the one, see, that's the one thing about Padme in this show, is that they just copied and pasted what she wears in either Attack the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. There's only, like, maybe one or two outfits that, like, are actually original for the show. And I'm like, I get it. CGI's, like, it's an animated show. You can't put your whole, like budget into giving Padme more stuff. So I get it. But it's like, I mean... I mean, they spent like almost $5 million an episode. Yeah. And negative every single episode. And it's one of the most expensive animated series ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and that's why shows go from... That's a 3D animation to 2D. Hence why the Marvel What If is so flat looking. That's 2D. Mm -hmm. Fraction the cost to make. Oh, okay. So that, that, okay, I'll give him a pass for, since I didn't know that, I'll give him a pass. Um, so, yeah, she's wearing a, a kind of similar stuff to what she did in the Attack of the Clones. Um, so we land on the planet of Rhodia. She meets up with Uncle Anno. They have it back and forth. Um, Uncle Anno is very wary of the Republic, which is strange to me because it's like, if you were really family friends, you would know what happened in episode one and you would be very weary of the of the uh, separatists because of new Gunray, right? And that's why I think that this was part of the plan that we end up finding out later. Well, I think he was only leery because his needs were not being met and his people mm -hmm. were starving and dying. Yeah. And so I think maybe he was just fine with the Republic until he realized only the important planets are getting what they need and the less important are not. And the mm -hmm. separatists are like, Hey, we'll take care of all the unimportant planets. So I, I do think he switched. Yeah. And that's point. very much. And that's very much how Dooku started out. The separatist Alliance was mm -hmm. like saying you guys aren't, they, they don't think you're important enough. Right. And so they just were like, Hey, we're gonna we're I'm gonna make you a priority. Come join my side, and that's really how this whole thing started. So it kind it kind of makes sense. Um, but from there, uh, we so she so Padme starts talking to Uncle Anno, saying, "Just give us some more time. We'll the we have to get the process going, and we'll get stuff passed through the Senate." And he is very wary because it's like he knows how the Senate works and how long it takes to get bills passed and, and stuff like that. Um, come to find out that he has switched on Padme 
and kind of betrayed her. And now she is under under arrest, leaving Jar Jar and C-3PO back on the ship. Um, and God knows what Jar Jar is going to do. Um, anything to add to that whole part, either one of you? After Padme gets captured, what happens after is my favorite part of the entire episode. <laughs> you're you're gonna Everything say what Jar I probably Jar have written down. Hey, you are you're you're go, our go guest. Ahead. You're our guest. You go ahead, talk about all the nonsense Jar Jar does, how the clumsiness either kills everyone or saves everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I was rolling on besides uh this is my second favorite line besides the other one. Um it says when when Jar Jar opens the closet, he's like, "Oh, that looks like a Jedi robe," <laughs> and he's like, "I wonder who this belongs to." And C three PO is like, "Uh, uh, uh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, so I was I was rolling because you know C three PO knows, and mm-hmm. he's just like, "Uh." So I, that that was my um, favorite line um, in the beginning part. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was funny too. Is like Jar Jar's like. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Why would there be a Jedi robe? And C-3PO is like, don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. And and then, so they find out that Padme's been captured. Jar Jar, first of all, C-3PO is like, we gotta contact the Republic. So they run back in because the droids are coming. They walk back into the ship. And I, I just don't know how you do this. But, um... They try to contact the Republic, fail. Um, Jar Jar tries to grab C three PO while the the landing plat the landing. Uh, what do you call that? The landing, like they walk the landing ramp, the hangar, the landing, wait. the landing ramp. So oh yeah! Inside, so the the <laughs> landing ramp is going up, and and C three PO obviously not very fast is trying to wobble, and ends up pulling uh, Jar Jar down. Um, <laughs> it's just it's it's funny. I have to remind myself this is a kid. Sh- this is technically a kid's show, but it's it's it it does well with with the humor because it heck it harkens back to Phantom Menace when he was being clumsy during the Battle of Naboo, and uh, so they end up defeating the droids, but also destroying the. <laughs> The ship in in the process. So and, and when C three PO was stuck by the little magnet thing that ended yes. up destroying the ship, he said, "I have a very bad feeling about this." Yes. So that that's you can't have Star Wars without that saying. You just can't. It just doesn't feel like Star Wars if you don't have it. Um. So after they destroy the ship on accident, they get rid of all the droids. Um. Oh, and might I interrupt? No. Yeah. Go. Jar Jar's face after the ship got destroyed was priceless. Yeah. Was priceless. He's like, oh, all you no. see is whoop, whoop, and then he just like, oh, 
on. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like, like a two-second frame of just him just opening his mouth and just looking. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so then we go back to Padme. Um and she's being led into the uh holding holding cell. Gunray shows up, kind of does his haha, I finally got you after 13 years. I finally got you. Like I wasn't able to get you in the last three years. I tell you what. Um, but ha- it's so funny to see Gunray have that disdain for Padme. It's just like it it never that, ends with that guy. That's because she ends. foiled him in the in the prequels. Foiled him twice. Yep. Um, but so he shows up, they take her to the holding cell. They don't have a ton of uh guards on her. And I mean, you would think Gunray would be like should probably put a more than three battle droids there (laughs) and so before so after we get the shot of padme going into the holding cell um what are your guys kind of thoughts of that whole exchange between padme and newt gunray i think she seems like she's not gonna take any crap and she knows she's gonna get out of it so she's just kind of taunting him Mm -hmm. char yeah, I think Padme Padme's righteous. Like she's she's got that uh that attitude where she's like I'm not afraid to go up against you. I'm not afraid to fight you. I'm not a she will do whatever it takes to to succeed in a mission. Mm-hmm. And one part in particular that was funny was when Jar Jar and C3PO are going to save her when Jar Jar's climbing up the wall. And then you have C-3PO kind of like try to navigate through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One line C-3PO said was so funny. He was like, for all, I, for all I know, Jar Jar might get captured. Or worse, me. And then the camera <laughs> zooms in on his face. <laughs> like, yeah. We, it's like. This episode is full of hidden gems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jar Jar using being. You know what? The smart move of Jar Jar was to definitely grab that Jedi rope. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I think it's as Padme's getting walked to the holding cell, Jar Jar and and uh C3PO kind of get in the middle and they and they say, Oh look, a Jedi. And Jar Jar like turns around and he's like, <laughs> Jedi? Like where? <laughs> and it's like Jar Jar, you are the Jedi. You you're not doing a very good job of being a jedi so they start shooting at him and it's just like um from the old western it like dance guy dance <laughs> like and, and and he gets away and leaves c-3po to obviously get captured and the thing about jar jar is is like the, the rodia is really close to the same kind of swamp as naboo which they say in the beginning of the episode jar jar tried to tries to communicate with the animals and it they get something thrown at him and he's like, uh, this ain't the same swamp, but it yeah. is like he, like he's very good in the environment. So I think that's why this episode works and, and makes his character grow a little bit more because he, he is clumsy, but he's also very witty. He's able to use his surroundings. He gets, um, I forget what the, what the worm monsters name is. Bungalow or something. Bung- I, I think, I think it's bungalow or something. But he ends up using his 
intuition and being able to be in the same environment, it really does help them in the end. And that's why the tag at the beginning of the show was heroes are made by the times. Mm -hmm. So it's by his situation. He became the hero of that situation. I thought that was pretty cool. No, yeah. And and those are always hidden gems, like the first beginning of, of the episode. Um, they always, I mean, if you don't really pay attention to it, you kind of miss the symbolism of what's going to happen in the episode, which I think is one thing that Clone Wars was able to do. Like, that's what makes it different than a lot of the other animated shows is that it has that Star Wars thing that combines it with the prequel trilogy and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um. But what other things you guys have to add um, from this point? That episode, uh, I know that Jar Jar didn't use a lightsaber, yeah. But him with the robe was totally Darth Jar Jar fan service. Oh, let's be honest. It was it was it was secretly (laughs) implying it. The episode was okay. It was it was it was decent. It had you know a good story, plot, everything. Yeah, that right when Jar Jar puts on that robe, and you just see that close up of him, <laughs> you don't think of anything else but Darth Jar Jar. Oh, There's yeah. nothing else you think of because that theory has been pushed for years. <laughs> you see him with his eyes just like ah, uh huh, yeah, pretty Let's much. Safe, we said go save Padme. Yeah, uh huh, <laughs> and. I don't it's... remember if I'm pretty sure Ahmad Best did voice Jar Jar. Am I correct in that? And I that? think so. And I don't know if I'm correct on this, but I think D. Bradley Baker voiced Anna Karnafar. It sounds just like his voice, but I'm not sure. It, he I'm... definitely it wouldn't surprise me. That guy is. A I might have to look this trades. up. Uh... Um, but so we end up. So we get back to Padme, and she's in the holding cell, and. The droids are talking about a Jedi, and she starts acting as if the Jedi is already in the holding cell, which doesn't surprise anybody because, she, like Char said, she is witty, so she's able. To, she's using that to outsmart the droids. She's just so great in this episode, and she uses the lock to. She uses the pick, the typical. You got the hairpin and it works. All yeah, the pull time. out the boot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh huh. It's like a typical James Bond escape, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's what it made. <laughs> that's what it kind of gave me, like James Bob, James Bond vibes. Um, well, but... I wasn't surprised for her to just karate kick that droid in the face and take <laughs> yeah. his gun. So, <laughs> and I love how she was messing with all the droids too. She was like, "Oh, thank you, Master Jedi. Thank you. Oh my God, thank for you so much for rescuing me." Now. And then they're like, "Quiet." Quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. B two je- battle droids, not and, the brightest ones. And when C three PO is on his way to the communications room to send the transmission, um, there was a part that I laughed really hard at. It was when C three PO was saying, "I am fluent in over six million forms of," and then the droid cuts him off and says, "Quiet." <laughs> <laughs> always seems like C three PO can never get that <laughs> quote in. He tries so hard. He does. He just tries so very hard. And so they, so Jar Jar loses the droids um, and is climbing up to save Padme. Unbeknownst to him, Padme's already escaped. Yeah. And And she, she kicked the hell out of those droids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She definitely, like, she 
knows what she's doing. Like, and we shouldn't really be surprised because she does have that. She was a badass in both the pre in all three of the prequel trilogy and the novels. She's and pretty, the novels, yeah, she's great in them. That's what I've well, heard. I mean, yeah, she Padme is a pretty badass character. I'd say they kind of did her a little dirty in Revenge of the Sith. Just because I feel like that she was just there to give birth I to Luke and Leia. 100% yeah. agree. But Avengers yeah. this was, mm, there's some cringy moments. Oh, there's, there some, there's yeah. some cringy moments. But then again, the Clone Wars kind of fixes those cringy moments a little bit for the most part. Um, But so she's. I don't, stayed, I don't think it necessarily fixes them, but it kind of covers them up in a sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It kind of makes it a little. I don't know. Whenever I watch makes the... them uh, makes them less weird and more understanding. Yeah, because like uh, there's there, there's some scenes in in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that are kind of covered up because mm-hmm. in Clone Wars you find out how Anakin grows up and how he is even in the uh, the uh, what's his name the old Clone Wars the O three animated series oh t- the t- Tartakovsky yeah Clone Wars. Yeah, you see how Anakin is like, and then when you see him in Revenge of the Sith, you kind of see him develop more. But yeah, mm-hmm. continuing on with the main topic, I'm sorry, no, to go you, off on a tangent. No, no, you're good. Um, so they charge our again is a good distraction. <laughs> they end up capturing Gunray at the end of the episode, and great. Do you happen to know what battalion actually shows up? No. Char? I didn't catch that. Wait, who? What did you say? What what battalion shows up uh, at the end of the episode? It is Green Company. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. That is right. And that was one of the first few times we see Gree in Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's well, right. Like, not for the first few times, but that's like one of the first times we see Gree in Clone Wars. And this and this company will uh, will be brought in. Uh, they are the transition between this episode and the next episode that we will talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and another thing, uh, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, so just bear with me. Um, back to Jar Jar and how they're able to catch Gunray. He uses the sea monster. And it's like you think Jar Jar. It's it's Jar Jar. There's no way he can pull that off. But it, it it's it's really great character development because it's like he's not the same Jar Jar that we knew in episode one. Oh, of course. He's really, <laughs> really grown as uh from being a responsible senator, which 
can be debatable whether Palpatine <laughs> manipulated him or not in episode two. That's a completely other discussion. But he's he's a senator. He was a warrior at one point. He does a ton in the Clone Wars. Like he's very he's he's not that same goofy Gungan anymore. And that really showed in this episode, especially in season one and season one in particular. I do, I think they made an made it an emphasis that. I think we I think Jar Jar needs a little bit more screen time to give him more background in what he's doing. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And then also like in the book series Aftermath, it shows him when he's kind of like an old guy after everything and he works at an orphanage entertaining children. And I thought that was yeah. pretty sweet character yeah. development on his part too. Yeah, it oh the aftermath. Not the greatest trilogy of books. Oh. I can argue that point for hours on end. I love everything about that entire series. I like the <laughs> second two books. Not a big fan of the first one, believe it or not. Just like a really hard, I, I don't know. I'm different. Um, but yeah, so come to find out that Uncle Anna was kind of a double agent. Um, did you guys catch that as well? Yeah. I feel like that was brought up in the beginning of the episode, like... At the beginning, you're like, there's no way he's going to, like, sell her out, right? And then we find out at the end of the episode, ha, double-crossed. <laughs> I, I didn't get that that was planned. I think that he didn't plan on the double-cross at all, and he just felt bad. He ne he thought that they were not going to kill Padme, and then he was like, mm -hmm. kill her. And he was like, no, you said there was going to be no bloodshed. And he's like, you know, mind your own business. And then he was like, oh, I made a big mistake. Yeah. And then Padme gave him an out. She's like, oh, that's Uncle Anno changed his mind. And he was ah, like, yes, true. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he jumped at that opportunity mm -hmm. quick. But yeah, that that's, I felt like it could have been planned. Like, I feel like it's up to interpretation mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, as I didn't, I didn't buy the fact that he was like, I'm going to stay with the Republic no matter what, even though I made this deal with Gunray. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't buy the fact that he had that predetermined that he was gonna stay. Cause when Gunray has her and when he's like, You will have your supplies until after we have Padme or sen the, the senator's the execution. execution. Yeah. And he's like, No, you can't do that. You can't do mm -hmm. that. And that's mm -hmm. I think when he started to sway. Then, yeah, after then because I know he's all doing this for supplies. No, oh yeah. He doesn't really care about I mean he does care about Padme. But he doesn't care about who or what, but he just wants the people of his planet to, to get food. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you see and that the, yeah. you see that a ton in the Clone Wars. Yeah, that um, happens all the time with Ryloth, with uh um, And in Rebels. Yeah. yeah, and Lothal. And yeah, absolutely. And that's a thing that you kind of see a little bit at the beginning of the Empire, starting with the Republic and and this and the CIS being able to give supplies to um different planets that need it um with that that's the end of that episode we're gonna go to yeah, the chat a little bit i, yeah, I had i had one more thing to say to that yeah. episode yeah. um when padme told c3po to go back to the ship and c3po was and she said use the transmitter to call for help and c3po goes the transmitters are down and she goes uh he's like the ship has been destroyed and she's like battle droids and he's like, no. And she's like, Jar Jar. And he's like, 
Jarja. Jar Jar. <laughs> I was dying, and I had to add that yeah. in. I thought that was just so incredibly funny. No, yeah, Jar definitely. Jar. That's oh. my favorite line from the entire episode right there. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty great. It's because uh, they all know Jar Jar yeah. is that clumsy. <laughs> no, yeah. So we've got a ranking between Youngling and Grandmaster. Um, so Youngling's meh. Padawan's okay. Um, uh, Jedi Knight is good. Jedi Master is great, and then Grandmaster is like perfection. Um, what would you What would your rank be of this episode, Gray? We'll start I would with you. Say in between uh, Padawan and Jedi. So, Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's not great, but it's not poor. I think it's mm-hmm. a good, decent episode. Gotcha, Char. I would give this episode a comfortable Padawan. I, I I think Padawan would be a good ranking for it. Yeah, I I think I'm with it, I'm with you too. But I feel like because it, is... it's it's not a youngling episode because there's a lot oh. of good moments in the episode. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a lot absolutely. of bright moments with each character: C three PO, Padme, uh, Jar Jar, uh, Gree. Everyone, everyone has a unique purpose in this episode. Even even New Gunry does. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't get it higher than Padawan. You know, some people will like it better than others. That's fine. Those two funny I lines were yeah. what uh, it stepped me above a little there bit. There you go. I was rolling, and I don't laugh a lot. And so when <laughs> something makes me laugh, I give it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. If, if it didn't have those really fun moments with with what Jar Jar and C-3PO were doing together I and apart, when Jar Jar was doing his thing and C-3PO was just, ah, help, help, help. Yeah, pretty much. It would have been a young league episode. For but sure. with that comic relief with Jar Jar and having everything set up the way it was, I give this a comfortable Padawan. I what agree. about you, Luke? I, I would say Padawan yeah. for sure. Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was like just like Gray said, it's right in the middle. And th- I think this is a good bouncing up point for the next two episodes because I feel like they really get going with the uh, next two. Um, so in between episodes, we're going to get to the chat. Um, Car2D2 in the house saying, Gray, what's up? Um, and then we've got Brian with the beard. I'm here. Don't worry. We got you. You're always here. We appreciate the love. Jedi Master DePaul saying, Gray, um, we appreciate you being here. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then we've got Harith Productions. What's going on, guys? Uh, we What's just, going on, Harith? We just talked about Bombaya Jedi. Now we are getting into the Cloak of Darkness, which I think is a pretty darn good episode. It is. Oh, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I, it, it it it's by far one of my fav favorites in the first season, mm-hmm. um, just because of everything with Ventress and like you see that enemies are all around you, and I even think that there was a line that they said the in the beginning, um, something about that the fact of enemies are always around you you don't know what to expect or something i don't remember the exact beginning but um yeah the title card was ignore your instincts at your peril okay yeah so yeah that kind of fits into it as well sure 
All right. So after capturing Newt Gunray on Rhodia, um, he is transported with Luminara, Ma- Jedi Master Luminara Unduli and Ahsoka Tano uh, to Coruscant, where he can where he can stand trial. Um, so we get a shot of the Jedi cruiser with the ship coming in. Um, she, so Luminara is talking to the hologram of Captain Agaris, who is uh, a Coruscant guard. Um, so they don't usually they come in only when there's a high level target um, that they want extra protection on, uh, which is weird because I I would think that clones would be good enough, right? Because you know they they're they're not gonna betray the Republic, or so we think. Um, but they land on the Jedi cruiser. Gunray starts trying to persuade the clones, like, "Oh, I can make you a very rich man." And 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 one of the clones is like, "Yeah, right, Gunray. I, I think I'll take yeah, my here's some handcuffs." Well, I yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> I think the Emperor uh, Palpatine would have assigned the that one guy because he was trying to free Gunray, and that so That's he was true. probably like, "Well, the guards would never." betray their oath but this regular dude would so he probably put him on there with the hopes that they could bribe him out no yeah yeah absolutely and that's 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 what ends up happening later down the line um so luminara and ahsoka bring him into the holding cells <laughs> and um luminara starts doing like the mini interrogation acting like she's getting into his head and He's not phased, but he is phased kind of a little bit. And then Ahsoka just goes all bad cop. <laughs> Turns yeah. on her lightsaber. Yeah. Goes, I'm going to cut you like a Rogarian uh, swordfish or, or uh, Rogarian fish if you don't tell us what we what we want to know. She's definitely Anakin's Padawan. Oh, yeah. For yeah, sure. I wrote down in my notes for this. I was said I said Ahsoka lashing out on Gunray was a pure reflection of of anakin and mm-hmm. what he has taught her oh yeah. because no other jedi would do that other than anakin oh yeah mm-hmm. and on and the implementation of luminara was the counterbalance to it because yeah. it's, it's just like obi-wan and anakin but this time it's ahsoka and luminara because well, luminara is very by the book very much by yeah. the book where obi-wan's kind of like they're more like guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Luminara is kind of like that crotchety, grumpy old geezer, staunchy lady. And mm-hmm. the other ones are like the young, cool, fun ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and, and I thought it was, I mean, obviously it was kind of interesting how Luminara pulled her, pulled her aside and said, Jedi do not use threats. And, and Ahsoka's like, I wasn't actually going to do it. Like, <laughs> kind of like the, when <laughs> when a little kid gets caught by mom by telling a little, little white lie, it's like, I wasn't actually going to do it, mom. Like, I, it's, I know what I'm doing. Just let me. Do- We're not going to get the information if he's not scared. And it it sort of works. Like, Newt Gunray's like, all right, I'm willing to negotiate my terms because it's like. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. 
Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. All the way through, especially in the prequels, we see that he's kind of spineless. He's not really the big bad, as we find out, because he's all, he's a puppet. Mm-hmm. And you really, really see that in this episode. Yeah, because... he says that all the time, too. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm just a pawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what, if he's getting captured or if he's getting sliced in half, he always tries to get in out and tries tries to be a survivor. Um, but from that little section, Gray, what did you find that was like the most interesting or something that popped out to you? Um, just the, basically the, how Luminara was so by the book and Ahsoka jumping in like Anakin, um, Mm -hmm. and how she, I just, she's always frustrated with Ahsoka, like the entire episode, but you know, it ends up coming back at the end and I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to skip to it, but just that, just basically that just stuck out to me that she's, it, it's not Ahsoka learning in this episode. It's Luminara, Luminara. is the one learning a lesson in this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, and it's not like, and, and she even says it at the end. Um, the Padawans that, aren't supposed to teach the master. master. Yeah. And Ahsoka does kind of teach her throughout the episode, like, maybe I need to loosen up a little bit. Maybe I'm too by the book and maybe I need to think of things from a certain point of view. And that's how all the Jedi should be. That, that That's what sealed their fall. Yes. Is their unwillingness to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if they all would have learned a little bit from Anakin, he might've not stood alone the whole time and yeah. been able to. So, you know, turn, under everybody's nose because everybody would have more of a view of everything no yeah absolutely and it's like especially with reading the high republic the high republic jedi would have been like i feel like anakin and obi-wan would have fit in with the high republic jedi and i really can't wait till they just tell us when it changes from that type of jedi to this jedi i'm Mm -hmm. i'm under the I think Yoda did it, but we'll see. <laughs> that, that's definitely that's definitely a that that could definitely be or something happens in between phase two and three mm-hmm. that that causes them to go that direction that they end up in the prequels. Um, but I digress. I mean, it just fits well with what we're well, talking the ones about. that weren't by the book were the only ones that survived Order sixty six. Yeah. So I mean. Maybe we should have gone more, uh, more from shooting from the hip instead of trying to read the book. Yeah, and I think that that did does fold into this episode because it's basically showing how Luminara is so unwilling to bend, you know, and and so mm-hmm. it does kind of fit those two things. No, absolutely, Char. Got yeah, I feel like the only time when 
Luminara starts to understand Ahsoka is when she saves Luminara's skin when she's trapped under the pipe and mm-hmm. Asajj is about to finish her. Yeah. Which we will get to later on. Mm-hmm. But her willingness to open up and understand Ahsoka was because of Ahsoka's decision to come and help her. Because a lot of the Jedi in that era, in the prequel era, are very, you know, follow this code of conduct. We must do this. We can't hinder with this. We have to don't make attachments. You know, serenity, you know, power is, yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. So the the ones who are very open-minded, as you said, are the ones that will survive the, you know, the, the an incoming onslaught that comes a year later. Mm-hmm. But... Luminara, she, I feel like a lot of people give hate to Luminara. I, I love Luminara. I, I absolutely why. love her. I've noticed that a lot. People don't like Luminara for some reason. It's because yeah. she's kind of, like I said, she's kind of like that crotchety grumpy one who's always like, follow the book. You know, yeah, doesn't yeah, mean yeah. I don't love her. I love her. No, yeah, she's, she's an interesting Jedi, I would say. That's how I would put it. She is very by the book, but she teaches Ahsoka and even Anakin later down the line some valuable lessons and they teach her they give her um not referring to the uh, geonosis arc yes which we will we will get to in a couple of months um but no yeah go ahead gray um the martez sisters you know how the jedi were chasing zero the hut and that's Mm -hmm. what killed her parents maybe um because luminara was the one that was going after him and told them about you know basically just may the force be with you and just left those kids and then she had her padawan who turned against the jedi that's i always thought maybe that situation with how they stranded the martez sisters were the one that turned her against the Jedi and when she finally mm-hmm. was going to formulate her pan- plan to bomb yeah, the abso- temple that, and stuff. That's absolutely, that's that's something to really think about. I, I've never really put two and two together. I it, That's one thing that I wish I would know more about is like how some of these arcs put into, like they do we actually see Luminara try to catch Zero the Hut? I, I don't remember. remember. I would have had to go back and watch that and actually and pay attention. I meant to do that. I don't think. I don't think we do. I don't think I don't we think do either. Do. I think it's like an off. Well, obviously they. It's an off-screen thing from we from what the Martez uh, sisters tell us in season seven. Um, but I never really. I guess I didn't really pay too much attention. But I. I will now when we get to that episodes. Um, but back to the episode. Um, so as they're discussing the tactics. The entire ship shakes and they're under attack by the Separatists. Of course, because why not? Um, and they have the droid fighters and the boarding ships. And yeah. I think the boarding ships are one of the coolest ships mixed with the droid fighters. Uh-huh. That whole battle scene was amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, And it's just like the Separatists aren't like the most formidable, but they can make plans. I tell you what. They are pretty good with making plans. Um, so they board. Um, a lot of the droids make it to uh, one of the levels. Um, and they are able to take out the clones with a little resistance, but not too much. Um, so they're able to get through. Once all the droids have either been taken care of or have moved through, Asajj, as her typical spy, jumps down. 
um, and gets spotted by one of the clones and ends up decapitating the guy. Which oh yeah, when he says, "Oh, copy," there's a bald bald lady. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Gets gets pretty yeah. gang. And one thing, um, I think we missed too is uh, the first little connection between Dooku and Ventress. Yeah, because during the hologram, uh, the holo, the why am I botching this? The hologram of Palpatine when they're talking with him and Dooku, and uh, what 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 word does Dooku call Ventress to Palpatine? Assassin. my my assassin or Mm -hmm. yeah and she's like um well she uh, she has failed us before and i was like i assure you she uh will go by the notes or by the book or whatever something he says that Mm -hmm. and then she comes in and then you understand what dooku's plan is for the future that's the that's the first one of the first times we see ventress and dooku contemplating about what the future is going to be like and if you do this you will be worthy of my apprentice or he said, don't fail again my child yeah 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 and dooku's very very menacing like whoever they got to play dooku well done Clone yeah, Corey Wars, dooku is terrifying where yes. prequel dooku was meh in my yeah. opinion he wasn't scary to me his actor yeah, was I... fine the voice mm-hmm. was fine but he just was not terrifying where to me, every vo- sound that comes out of his mouth in the Clone Wars is quite creepy. <laughs> yeah, Corey yeah. Gordon did a really good job with Clone Wars Dooku. And I think the, the Dooku that we get in Attack of the Clones, not so much Revenge of the Sith because we only see him in a fight scene. Him in Attack of the Clones, I say he's more diplomatic than we yeah. see him in the Clone Wars because Clone Wars, he's in countless amounts of fights and mm-hmm. you know war plotting and Mm-hmm. He's he's much different than what we get in Attack of the Clones, and that's and that's what we get for our, our real taste of Dooku because we don't really understand Dooku. The only thing we understand is what his goal is, yeah, from what he was telling Obi Wan when he was captured, because he oh, just yeah. wants more power, but he doesn't, yeah. you know, he will do whatever it takes. But at the same time, he just wants to. That he has, is- yeah, he has he has a secret plan in mind, but he's not afraid to reveal his true intentions. Well, and it was always the intent. That Dooku always thought, "Why don't we just get Kenobi? I feel like Kenobi's a lot better than Skywalker. Why are we after Skywalker?" And it's kind of funny how it always turned. It turned against him. Yeah, like, Qui-Gon spoke you, very highly of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It turned on him real quick, and I and I believe it's is it canon that his thoughts were. If he were to take over for Sidious, he would have turned the Jedi all into like the Sith army. Isn't that is that still canon, or is that I don't legend? know that I don't think so because it might have been in fact the check- fact checkers in the chat. Yeah, um, chat. Anybody can confirm nor deny the Dooku trying to make the Jedi into Sith army. I thought there was a. If either in the like that, been, if that the, was a, that was a thing, I feel like it would have been very unlikely. Yeah, I don't it know. might have been. It, it might have been. Seem like a, a viable plan if that wasn't if if that was what he was thinking of. Because what are the odds of him turning a bunch of Jedi into the? Because it would just one, it would deviate the rule of two. Yeah, and two, why why a Sith army? It's like that's 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 true. But I yeah. mean, look at the Inquisitorius though. That's well, those are just. Like it. Those are just servants of I, Vader and yeah, Palpatine. I, 
I really enjoy Dooku, Anakin, and Obi-Wan's banter um, together. Whenever they're together, I think uh-huh. it's great. Especially, yeah. remember that one where the pirates captured Dooku, yeah. Anakin, yeah, and, and yeah, Obi-Wan? We'll be next week. We'll, yeah, we'll be covering next week when we're covering that. I love that arc so Dooku much. Dooku captured is one of my yeah. favorite episodes. Oh, I was talking about this with Luke when yeah. we were live on TikTok. I was yeah. like, I'm I'm excited to cover this. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, it's like the these two episodes and like the next two arcs are, are phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um so, so much to cover. So oh so yeah. Seeing how Dooku, Anakin, and Obi-Wan work together in a, a very you know bittersweet way, it's it's interesting. And we get to see Hano Anaka, of course. I love Hano. And I love Ventress. That's one reason I really love this episode. I think she's terrifying. Oh yeah. my god. The she one thing is. that I don't like about her is the sound of her yells oh yeah <laughs> like yeah, the way she's like ah! <laughs> i've never really been a fan of it but i mean hey she's vicious i think she it's is. supposed to like, be like a banshee cry so yeah yeah give it that way it makes a little more sense yeah and I, I didn't really see it like that but because her shit's called the banshee but when you listen to it without oh, context right. it's kind of like here in key west we were out before it was in In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound very Oh, right, I agree. It's but, quite annoying and high Yeah. So Asajj Ventress is one of the most interesting characters that we get in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And especially her and Dark Disciple. Mm-hmm. Her, I love Dark Disciple. Her during the, uh, during the very end of season five when Ahsoka... Teams and up with the Anakin yeah. finds Asajj Ventress and he's like, "What's going on here?" And she's like, "My lightsabers were stolen." And I was like, "Wait, by whom? By whom?" And then they mm-hmm. go on a huge investigation, and and, and then we start lost- to understand because once Dooku abandons her, we see the path she's taking with mm-hmm. being a bounty hunter and. Well, it's, and then she always has a good side because even when she was a bounty hunter, remember when she locked that little girl, she locked Boba in the case and let the mm-hmm. little girl go. So, yeah. you know, she has a good side. She always has. And that's probably why she didn't last as Dooku's assassin. Yeah. But at this point in time, she is trying so hard to she get is. Dooku's appraisal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, and so, she messes up Luminara in this episode. She doesn't really. She she, she holds kills her. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. messes her up. And Luminara was taunting her. Was like, "Oh, you're an unskilled fighter. I can tell your Dooku's like lesser." Yeah, when, and, when, and and she taunts yeah. her, and then Ventress takes her on and takes her down. I thought she was she was just like, "Oh man." Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought absolutely. that was very Jedi like of her because when a, when Ventress uh, shoots the uh, the steam in her eye, and she's like. I might be uh, not be able to see, but I can tell that you have a uh, a sloppy, um, mm-hmm. less uh, less refined, of less refined version yeah, of, of the Dooku. fighting style of Count Tuku. Yeah, absolutely. And she throws. So before she even gets to uh, the battle with this, with uh, with Luminara, she <laughs> she executes the plan perfectly. She attaches the bombs to the engine room. And I feel bad for so that little easy. droid. She, she does. Yeah, three two seven T. Yeah, he and then, <laughs> that clone when he leaves, he's like, "All right, three two seven And he's like, boop, boop, three two seven T. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, you know, droids don't like getting called by nicknames unless you're owned by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And so she ends up throwing the bombs and gets through. She goes up to the holding cell while Luminara and Ahsoka are still interrogating Gunray. Yeah. And she does she does work. She takes out the clones. She gives Ahsoka a run for her money, gives Luminara um so they get to so she ends up escaping going down the elevator shaft. Ahsoka tries to go and Luminara being the Jedi master pulls her back right in time before the elevator completely knocks her out. Think about Canon if she would have died underneath the elevator. That I would... had a hard time believing that situation because um, Togrudas have like echolocation type That's hearing right. through their Montrals. And so, and their Laku and Montrals work together in That's tandem nice. to echo it into their ears. And mm-hmm. so, I don't see how she didn't hear that. That, um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, coming down. Maybe, that with maybe, Jedi senses. Yeah, maybe her Jedi senses were, weren't working because she got her butt kicked just now. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? So Luminara, obviously, being the Jedi Master, tells Ahsoka to stay behind, that she can handle it. But like we have have alluded to before, Luminara kind of finds out, hey, it's not so bad to have somebody tag along. You know, you can't always do everything on your own, which is is a good way to think about it, because she ultimately does pass that on to Barriss a little bit as well. Um, so then Ahsoka's like always so she's sulking. She's like, I I really think I should be there with Master Luminara and Argaius being Argaius says, don't worry, Padawan, we got this. And then ends up when Ahsoka leaves, he's like, okay, here we go. Nope. Now we're going to take out all the clones and I'm going to betray the Republic. He was like, well, sometimes you have to make those decisions on your own. And one of the clones go. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, thank you for proving me that that clones don't ever portray the Republic. Wink, <laughs> <They> wink. <don't. laughs> like that doesn't ever happen. Wink, wink. Um. So he ends up betraying, and he doesn't end up killing any of the any. No, he kills two clones, but he doesn't kill Green. Green and him have a fist fight, which is epic, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because I, I always like seeing the clones like do hand-to-hand combat because you're like 
They have. They're great with blasters, but we also forget they were clones of Django Fett. And he was a badass bounty hunter. He and he was in charge of, of all of their training. Yeah, and he was in charge of all their training. So we just, like, it, it's always a great reminder that that those clones can fight. They're not just pushovers like the droids or the stormtroopers. Right, Do you right. think it would be a good idea for me to get a Commander Gree haircut? Dude, I think you would rock it. <laughs> just the, the two lines just right here. You have uh, nice hair. Yeah, just right here. <laughs> No, I think it'd look better if I had a gray haircut. Kind of paint it red a little bit, and I, I mean, think it'd be great. I mean, I'm not gonna say no, but I'm not gonna say yes either. Because Gregor, when he was young, he had nice hair. <laughs> yeah, Gregor, when he was young, had that. You're absolutely right, Gray. You're absolutely right. Um, so back to Ahsoka, she ends up getting down right in time, uh, to help out Luminar after the. So the thing with that. Fall, <laughs> the pipes falling on Luminara, and then she cuts it out. The one thing I'm like, geez, Jedi must have like really strong bones, because I'm like, like no a concrete you're... thing that just goes clunk. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that would break your leg. You would, no way would you be able to stand. And it's just like, wait, I forget, it's Star Wars. Nothing really makes sense. So I just gotta <laughs> get well, that out of my mind. Well, Ben Solo used the force to hold in that blaster shot from Chewbacca. So maybe That's they true. do, and she did get squished by it. So maybe her mind was more focused on making sure that she survived being squished over. I don't know. That's true. I, I just, I just gotta stay with the, it's Star Wars. It's not real yeah. life. Just stop thinking about it that way and I'll be better off. Um, but I mean, they both, so with Ahsoka coming in, uh, she Force pushes Ventress pretty easily in, into the pipe. Ventress is like folded in half. Yeah. And gets shot down a tube. <laughs> yeah. That yeah was she just goes funny. Yeah. It's like <laughs> pretty easily. I was surprised oh, yeah. how easily yeah. she was pushed. I think no, that's just because yeah. she was surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true too. She and I, Ahsoka is very much, she is a, like at this point, she is a Padawan, but I think she's a very well. I think she's a higher Padawan than most Padawans are. Like she's, she is more. Oh, absolutely! And Luminara mentions it at the very end of the episode. Yeah, For sure. And that's why they gave her to Skywalker. I think is because she was so advanced. Ahead. Mm -hmm. Advanced. Yeah, and and I think the reason why Asajj Ventress was pushed that easily was because I think she was so engaged of finishing off Luminara mm -hmm. that Ahsoka pushing her to completely caught her off guard, mm -hmm. and that's why. But. Yeah, at the very end of the episode, we find out because when Luminara and Ahsoka are walking together and talking, Ahsoka is like, well, what happened to Padawan Tano? And uh, she was like, well, uh, I guess I I'm, I'm forgetting the dialogue. But yeah, she we, we see you taught me something. Th yeah, that's that's where we see the growth with Luminara. Yeah, it's, she, it's she like you can respect. learn from anybody, yeah. younger or older. You can learn from anybody. Yep, you can always, old dogs can learn new tricks and new dogs can learn yeah. old tricks. You know what I mean? And that that's where the respect comes in. So Ahsoka and Luminar are able to handle Asajj pretty easily. She gets away, she escapes, gets picked up by Argaius. Argaius arrogantly says, Oh, we really did a good job on this one. Uh, I'll make sure your your uh, your contributions are noted with Darth uh, with uh, with Count Dooku, and then she does the most like bad guy thing 
like like Sith thing. All right, here we go. You're dead. Just just straight up lightsaber through the back. Like oh, and I'm like, you know, yeah, what? very similar to what uh to Grievous did. What Grievous did to Kanaht. Yeah, when they captured R two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's like you're separate us all the way, or you're nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting paid much. by us. We're not paying you. Yeah, we're not paying. We're, <laughs> we're not paying you. you. We don't need that expense. We're just gonna bamboozle you, think you're important, and then you're just done. Yeah, with with Grievous destroying droids left and right, we can't have the expense of yeah. another spy. You know, we just can't afford it. You know. Oh, and the and the way they set up the trap with Argaius and New Gunnery's like gets the uh, the intercom or the mm-hmm. the comm link beep. He's like, "What is that, Senator? Or what is that? Uh, uh, I forgot Captain. what. Yeah, what what is that, Captain? Oh, uh." You know, oh, don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, you hear, and then I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really, Argaius? Are you going to do that to us? Yeah, pretty. And much. then, which I'm confused because when, because when Greet, when they're about to fight, Argaius grabs Gunray and uses him as cover. But at the end, <laughs> yeah. they're like, I need you alive. I'm like, <laughs> you're which literally trying is- to use him as protection. Which one is it? <laughs> going to kill him. Which one is it? I was, Come on, man. I was confused. Maybe he's new to being a double-crossing agent. Maybe yeah. this was his first time and he just wasn't thinking. Yeah, and when they escape on the ship, when Argaius gets killed by Ventress, <laughs> it was so funny because Duke Gunray is like, um, uh, I, was, I, I, I thought I was, very highly of you, Captain. Yeah. And then um, and then after, <laughs> and that was before Ventress walked in. And when Ventress walks in and kills him, and then he's like, I looked very high. I looked very highly of you, Ventress, <laughs> or Assassin, Assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I looked very absolutely. highly of you, Assassin. Yep, absolutely. I think and they I'm said like, Assassin oh. about five too many times in that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we get I it. I have to say, I'm like, we, I know she's an Assassin like five times ago. Come on, man. That's yeah, they do. Assassin. <laughs> like, we understand she's an Assassin, but she's it's first. She's, First season clunkiness. I I, I yep. just chalk it off to first season clunkiness. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah first absolutely. Season of the Clone Wars, they have fun moments, but it's just the animation. It's just it's 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 a little slow. It can be time. a little slow, but it picks up. Mm-hmm. Um. So now ranking this one, Gray. What's the what's the ranking for this episode? Uh. So Jedi Jedi Master is good. And it's then like what's above Jedi Master? Uh, Grandmaster. Like you ever played a? Master. Ever played Jedi Fallen Order? No, I no? don't play okay. video games. There's too oh, many no. buttons, and I get confused by it. Because <laughs> when I was on last week, he was talking to me about how to rank these episodes, and it's very similar. It's part of me. It's very similar to the ranking. Uh, it what, is. what am I? What am I talking? It's it's very similar to picking the difficulty options in the game because oh, the okay. highest you can go is Grandmaster, and the youngest or the lowest I think is Padawan. Padawan. Yep. I think yeah. Yeah. I think it's Padawan, Knight, Master, Grandmaster, Grandmaster. something like that. I but would it's say very in it's between very Knight and Master, so not like good and great. I would put that okay. one in between. Yeah, I was gonna say a Knight. But after this conversation, I w- I'm going to put it the same location on the spectrum as graded, because I think this this episode was really good. It showed mm-hmm. a lot of growth with Ahsoka, showed a lot of growth with Luminara. Mm-hmm. It gave us a taste of how vicious Ventress is. I loved Ventress. With how she episode. almost took down the entire starship by herself and killed however many people. Yeah. But yeah, and seeing how close and then at the very end of the episode when yoda's like we have enemies among us or 
yeah, the enemies that they have are closer to them than you think. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous it's really how unaware they are. Yeah, it is. Um, I would say it's a Jedi Master for me. Like after the rewatch, especially with um uh like Luminar and the in the back and forth that she has with Ahsoka and that building that character. Yeah. I really, really, really liked it. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, as I always say, season one is really hard to like get into, to follow. But, it, it, but it, it, there are some moments in it, and I feel like we—that's what's great about this rewatch—is that yeah. we get to touch on things. And the rewatch really, we catch things that we didn't realize before. Before we yeah, get to the final, yeah, because no, season ahead. one of Clone Wars I haven't seen in years. Yeah, it's I watch so, Clone Wars so... every year. <laughs> everyone can't be as cool we'll as you once a year, every year yep <laughs> yeah i haven't seen times. season one of clone wars in years like i usually watch season three up till mm-hmm. seven but it's just i haven't seen season one and two of clone wars in a long long time yep and absolutely. watch them again and talking with you guys it's just it, re- it revitalizes my memory a lot awesome. i enjoy it mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah. uh darth Chaco is in the chat uh go follow go check him out on high ground and dyad um i recently just faced him in tournament champion right there yeah tournament champion it 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 pains me to say it he beat me by 10 which is impressive because it was pretty neck and neck for a while there but then he also took it and he says he needs him alive but he can get shot there you go (laughs) and then he also says also hello gray (laughs) <laughs> I can just I can just see Chaco saying that but um yeah I'm going to give it a, a Jedi master um but yeah and now for the finale of the arc Layer of Grievous which I think is a underrated episode because Grievous as a character you don't know a whole lot and we still don't know we still don't have a ton of backstory on on who he is what he did before he was general grievous as we know him in the clone wars and in episode three um and then we get some other character development for some other characters um so we start off with gunray has escaped obviously from the last episode um the jedi council has uh dispatched kit fisto um so if you guys don't know who kit fisto is he is the guy that smiles all the time with the tentacles he's great he's He's, a nautilin yeah he's a nautilin from Glee um, and Selm. Oh, which is no. He does not is, know how to play the Valacord yeah, either. Yeah, he doesn't know <laughs> how to play the uh, Valacord either. Um, but at least I, they assume. Yeah. Um. So he is tracking Gunray to the Vasek system. Uh, he contacts Luminara back on the Jedi cruiser, informs her that uh, uh, that he is tracked Gunray to that system from the homing beacon from the transport that they had stolen. Um, in the last episode, Luminara informs her that his old Padawan is on the surface of the planet. And um, Kit Fisto, in typical Kit Fisto fashion, with the smile on his face, is, it'll be good to see Nadar again. And <laughs> he lands, and we see that his Padawan was a Moncala, which is yeah. very fitting for Kit Fisto. Another aqua. <laughs> Yeah, another Jedi. Like the Jedi Amphibious. are really good putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. They're really, they're really good at putting like, kind of. How do I want to say that? Like creatures together. 
or but like except they choose their padawans they do yeah. I the you don't get assigned that. padawans that was just skywalker yeah, I think the uh, okay. only time where it was like known whose Padawan was going to be whose was Barris because the Miri Allen race, as if you're if you're a Miri Allen Jedi and you you usually take in Padawans the very or that are the same species as yours, mm-hmm. so that's why Barris trained Luminaro is because they're the same species. That's insane. That's, that's I feel like that's very similar to what Kit Fisto did. It's because they're both able to fight Probably. in very similar biomes no because yeah, they can absolutely. fight underwater they can fight up top they can fight anywhere yeah and training them training him to fight underwater is a lot easier than training ahsoka tan how to fight underwater because mm-hmm. they they can both live and breathe underwater so yeah um so then he meets up uh with his old padawan nadar he apologizes for not being able to see the trial, him go through his trials, which obviously is very common in the Clone Wars era because um, a lot of masters weren't able to... A lot of the Padawans uh, were moved from... Uh, or didn't have to take the trials as often. They're not really... They needed more knights, so they just pushed them forward. I like um, how Nadar was like, I am going to fight with you side by side as... Um, masters instead of your padawan mm-hmm. yeah, nice yeah 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 when, when we see nadar on on vasic when he pulls off his hood he he, see, he sounds so noble and sophisticated mm-hmm. and yeah. then like five minutes later he messes up when mm-hmm. you know we'll get to that but it's yeah. like yeah it's he's when you're under the the teachings of kit fisto you learn a lot from him of oh, how yeah. of how passive he is when it comes to confrontations Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And later on, this is one of my favorite episodes in Clone Wars, just because of the very end. But well, the character development between the characters that are all involved is just great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as they stumble across, stumble on a door, um, both the the clone scouts and Nadar are trying to debate how to get in. And in typical Kit Fisto, he's like, "There's always another way." And he pushes pushes one of the things and it opens and and he looks at both of them and goes, kind of gives them the see, see you just you just push the thing and you don't have to use your lightsaber or detonators. And Adar um, said, "I have a bad feeling about this." I second episode. Uh, no wait, yeah. Third. Well, did we get one in the no. the last one? Okay, no. so in the last three episodes, it's been said twice. We mm-hmm. should keep a meter for how many times it's said throughout the series. I think that'd be kind of like an interesting. I think we episode. should. We'll keep a yeah, little counter. I agree with that. Okay, so we're up to two. That as we know of right now. So they enter into the fortress, or just, they just think it's abandoned, and they start looking around, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is this is this guy's got a this is a lair, I believe of." of this mighty hero and we see something that kind of looks like grievous and it kind of foreshadows of what he was before he got the mechanical and he was in a pose holding a head head. yeah which was really really ominous uh uh, and it's kind of like this was grievous before he gave into all of the mechanics and stuff yeah that's 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 his name is what is it uh kwaimein jai shilal i think i think so yeah um, yeah, like that—that's Kwame Jai Shilal. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. I don't know that and guy. Then the other statues was him in two different dueling poses. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then they finally get to, like, the repair. I think they get to the repair part, or they see um, all of his extra um, uh, extra armor that his his replaceable armor. And they are kind of like, oh, crap. This is the lair of General Grievous. And Nadar's like, he's he's excited. Kifizo's like, shit. <laughs> we, this is not good. <laughs> so pan to Grievous. Uh, he's in his starfighter. He gets a hollow of, of Count Dooku saying that he's been not very good at his job, basically. And he he doesn't say anything, but he's like he's not very impressed. And in grievous fashion, he's he does the oh, you're breaking you're breaking up uh, it, it, uh, by kind of thing. And I thought that was funny. I was like, I can relate to that. I can relate. <laughs> and to and that. that and that intercom transmission was very interesting too. Was because I put this in my notes too because grievous was talking about how Duku was like. I want you to kill more Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then Grievous is like, I only receive a few battle droids. Ah, which yeah. is true because a lot of the times when he loses, it's because he doesn't have a big garrison. With battle him, droids. Which is ironic because when they're on Utapau, he has everybody. a huge of droids. Yeah. And I, th- and, so, I th- and I think that's because he is in control. But he chose, him, yeah. he chose himself to take on, but. Yeah. And he yeah. had his, if you notice, he had his guards on Utapau, and he doesn't usually take them out of his lair. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, in when he's other places, he just has the B ones and the B twos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I just wish, like, there's been many times throughout the Clone Wars that if Grievous had more droids with him, he would have won easily. For oh sure. yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, especially but they with said the, the uh, R three episode. Yeah. They are expensive. So there's yeah, not like right. an endless amount of them. They only give so everybody so many. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so and I can't remember if it's before the they've discovered it's Grievous's lair. Um, but they think they have Gunray, then it's a hologram when they take out all the battle droids, and then Dooku shows up and he kind of gives a little monologue. Like I like back to what Char was saying about Dooku. He's very he's very like the See what I can do. I can make plans. I can mm-hmm. I can do the the evil evil like like uh the battlefront two Palpatine victory pose. Yes, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> the, that face. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family. If something were to happen to me, the mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills, even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. 
Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. And I think that's when they discover that it's Grievous. I think I might have jumped ahead because there was that part where Dooku does the transmission before the Jedi, when the Jedi show up, and then he contacts Grievous. Oh, yeah, when the, he was kind of portraying as Gunray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, behind the chair. He's like, oh, no, not the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Stop them now. And then yeah. <laughs> Grievous is like, and then no, not Grievous. Dooku's like, hello, my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, Gray, you got anything? Not on that Not on that part. Not on that yeah, part. It's just, it's just so cool how deceptive Dooku is sometimes. No, yeah, he it's... just tools with them. Yeah, he. Is. And then when, and then when Fisto and Nadar and Green Company walk closer and closer, uh-huh. they're like, "Oh, this is Grievous's lair." Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I would just say, pay attention to N- Nadar's um, cockiness. It just keeps getting more. Yeah, and more it does. And more. Yeah, and, and 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 Kit points it out too. He does. He's like, "Well, maybe you're the one who has changed." Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So as they get closer, um, uh, Grievous actually enters the lair, and he is kind of thrown off, thinking, "Uh, why are there Jedi and clones in my lair? This isn't good." <laughs> and they they do the Jedi and the clones do a pretty good job with handling Grievous, um, because they they have the upper hand for sure. Um, they like got him by his yeah, legs and yeah. Once they found out that it was Grievous's lair, they planned ahead really oh, yeah. well on Absolutely. how to prevent him from doing anything they, bad. Yeah, um, and they do. Like I said, they do a pretty good job. He ends up having to uh, cut his own legs off, and and I mean that guy's got upper body. Like he must be doing like massive pull ups because the guy is just going from thing to thing. I'm like, dude, that's not fair. I wish I had that type of strength. Yeah, and even because uh, I know Grievous loses hands from time to time, but when he yeah. loses his legs, he's still yeah, he's, he's still vicious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after they, uh, he's been kind of bamboozled. He goes back to his his back to his repairs, and he's like, "Why aren't my guards? Why are my guards done? Like that? Why aren't they protecting me?" And the droid comes in and goes. I thought that was you. They remotely they were remotely deactivated for charging. Yeah, yeah, for charging. Great. Awesome. And Grievous is just like, okay. He growls. And, he's like, Ugh. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't even think anything of it until like he gets everything repaired, which by the way, that droid is funny. Really I have that wrote down. It says his doctor is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I he's thought just like, that droid's hilarious. Yeah. He's just like, if you wouldn't be, if you wouldn't get into these situations, I wouldn't have to. you at your job. Yes. yes. <laughs> and like, then he just, he's just lying on his, on his desk. He's just like, Rah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. taking off his helmet and he's just like, ah. Um, and I love uh, the way the droid walks too. He's like, Oh, hello, hello! Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. droids make Star Wars, man. Oh, I, was, I mean, I was... it wouldn't be Star Wars without droids. I put like Star Wars at a ten, and what makes Star Wars? I put droids like at nine, and then you go to the Jedi. And mm. <laughs> I just, I love droids. Star Wars is nothing without droids. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first characters we see in Star Wars are droids. Yep. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like they're oh, so important. Can't. They provide comic relief. They help us oh. with the plot. They do everything. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I love them all. Now you got you got like a K2SO who's there for comic relief, and then you have I even a like droid episodes. Like, yeah, like droid then you centric have a, episodes. And then you have a character like R2 who saves everyone's skin. Yeah, it's absolutely. like I droids are so essential. Oh yeah, absolutely. A Star Wars movie. Um, so Grievous ends up getting his repairs. He goes to his control. Dooku calls him back and is like, so why here you have Jedi in your lair? And Grievous is like, you son of a bitch. So you you deactivated you... my guard droids. <laughs> yeah, you brought them in here. And, and Dooku's like, these are the results we want. Now do it. And he's like, he, he, he slams on his desk, turns off the hologram, and gets um, Gorg. Is it, isn't that the... Gorn. Lauren. Gore. Yeah. Gore. Gore. G-O-R. Gore. Yeah, gore. Yeah. Oh, Gore. Mm-hmm. Who is a armored dinosaur thing. That's what I will call it. Dinosaur thing. Well, when it's a, it's a log wart. When he first came into his lair, Grievous, when he first came home, he was like, Gore, Gore. Like, he was supposed yeah. to be running around, but then he knew Gore was in his cage and let him out. So I was kind of confused by that. So, so was I, too. And it's like, so you're just going to let that thing like run around like my dog like yeah you, you trust that thing that thing's dangerous like and then i always and then i have to think to myself it's grievous i forget <laughs> that he's grievous so he's able to do that stuff but um so he lets them he lets him loose he gets the jedi into the battle arena mini battle arena to take down this thing and it does a number on the clones and the Jedi are able to take it out semi easily. Um, but I, I thought that the way that they used gore was good to show. Um, and this is shown throughout the episode. It shows Kit Fisto. What is the flaw of the Jedi? Now you really see, uh, especially when, when uh, Nadar is really headstrong on fighting Grievous himself and doing all these things, it kind of gives Kit Fisto a thinking of this is what we've done to mm-hmm. the Jedi now. And he's kind of like taken aback. Um, so they defeat Gore. They head down the hallway um, and Grievous and the man, uh, man guards uh, get to kind of intercept them a little bit. Kit Fisto hits the door to the control room. He says, Nadar, come with me. And he, and he says, I'll hold him off. And he's like, and they bicker back and forth. And then Nadar finally just doesn't go with him. And his arrogance gets him killed. The doctor shut the door and locked him apart. Yep. And Nadar ends up facing Grievous. And of course, Grievous doesn't win honorably. Pulls out a no, blaster. He pulls out a blaster. He's so dirty. But that like for that foreshadows Obi Wan's yes. blaster on Grievous and doing yeah. him dirty. It's so yeah. uncivilized. So uncivilized. Throws it. Um, but yeah, I mean that's so that's but that's Grievous. He doesn't play fair. He doesn't fight mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. He is the droid commander of the. He's gonna win by any need, means necessary. But to see Kit Fisto see his apprentice die and the way he did it, you kind of get that sense of. I could have prevented this. And it kind of gives a little bit of foreshadowing to Obi-Wan and Anakin in episode three. Like when Obi-Wan looks at Anakin and sees him lying there, he he wishes that he could, could have done more. 
And I feel like you a lot my of brother. The, yeah. I love it, you. Yeah, pretty much. And I feel like that's a big thing with Jedi and former apprentices in this era, particularly because Dooku does Dooku goes away from the order. And that's something that Yoda always regrets and thinks about. Um, obviously Obi-Wan not being able to save Qui-Gon and then Obi-Wan with Anakin and then Anakin with Ahsoka mm-hmm. and Kit Fisto with his like, and it's, it's eerie how that kind of culminates in the Clone Wars and in like the prequels in general. Um, because as we're told from Yoda in the last Jedi failure, failure is the best way of learning. And it's just like when um, Ahsoka was like, you can't save your master to Ezra, just like I can't save mine. Mine. Mm-hmm. So the, the Padawans are trying to save their masters as well, but they couldn't. Yep. Char? Yeah, I think, well, Grievous always fights dirty. Yep. He always does. Especially with his fight with Obi-Wan and Utapau, when he just starts pulling out a blaster and then using... And then going, taking it to the road and moving around and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And um, I think what happens afterwards is when Fisto and Grievous face off is one of my all-time favorite moments in Clone Wars. Yeah. It was great. Agreed. It's when it's that, it's that scene where Fisto goes, um, um, you were just a, a pawn in Dooku's game. Yeah. And then Grievous is like, I wield great power, Jedi fuel or fuel. <laughs> great, <laughs> fool. Great or I I wield great power, Jedi fool. And then he spins and then he Fisto cuts his hand off. Yeah. He grabs it. Then he's like, that power will only consume you. And then he has like that, the awesome. that dance. And I'm like, this is so cool. That was one yeah. of my most memorable moments of Clone Wars. I like when and, Kit Fisto comes out of the the, the mist. clouds, like behind, yeah. the mist behind him. Yeah, he him. like pulls back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he uses, that was one of the cool moments. He uses his senses as all Jedi should. He doesn't use his sight. He uses his his intuition and everything like that. So that fight's great. The thing that I wanted to touch on is like Grievous taunts. So Kit Fisto can see his Padawan die and Grievous immediately right. taunts him. Taunts him, says, I will kill you, kill you, Jedi. Do you hear me? I will kill you. And Kit Fisto was like, not, not unless you can catch me. <laughs> and when, so there are scouts uh, out. Not all of the clones went in. There were two scouts that stayed behind. The man guards actually take out the ship earlier a little bit halfway through this episode uh right before grievous gets back and in talks uh beats nadar in his duel so their way of communication is gone so kit fisto goes to his comm link and says r5 uh come pick me up at this coordinates and then grievous shows up just like we were talking about and they have their epic duel and kit fisto shows that he is one of the best duelists in the jedi order he's able to handle his own against grievous um and and it kind of diminishes Grievous in a way because like if you think about the 2003 Tartakowski Clone Wars, Grievous is menacing. He's able to take on four or five Jedi at once, and this kind of like, well, he can't even take down Kit Fisto. Well, it's this was kind of the one obviously his yeah. his breathing apparatus. And, yeah, yeah, his lungs get crushed, but yep. obviously that's not canon anymore. At least it's. 
since it's yeah. got back from, no it's not canon but Mm-mm. yeah i feel like ever since that that moment happened his power hasn't been at his maximum ever again no no not really but but, like, but don't get me wrong grievous is still a formidable opponent yeah it's just i feel like and i feel like that's one of the reasons how ahsoka survived when we were talking about that one time mm-hmm. with the battle of the droids yes it's because that his status as a as a fighter is not as what it not as what it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. I always wondered. I was just like, Ahsoka is so badass; she can like hold her own with Grievous at yeah. fourteen. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and Grievous is supposed to be the head of the droid army. Like that doesn't. I don't know. That's something that I've always kind of had like a inkling ever since I saw the two thousand three Tartakowski and how well he was like how menacing he was in that to see him in clone wars like the the version that we're doing now like it's not it's it it doesn't it shouldn't be compared because yeah one's legends one's canon he's but... different mm-hmm. but yeah if you have to you have to take him how you see him in revenge of the sith you know the yeah. slouching over you know coughing every 20 him seconds in revenge of the sith is one of my all-time favorite movie villains of like ever really? i love grievous in revenge mm-hmm. of sith absolutely love him the sounds he makes the sounds mm-hmm. he, the way he walks and the way he sounds when his claws hit love him and it's just a uh foreshadowing for vader he is the version of what vader ends up becoming about mm-hmm. a lesser version of vader obviously um but yeah i mean and then we have the episode so kifisto escapes um, he ends up talking to the Jedi Council on Coruscant. Well, I think it's just Mace and, and Yoda. Mm-hmm. And he, they kind of, it's like a debriefing. And he asks, and Mace Windu is like, what about your Padawan? And I can't remember exactly what Kifistu says, but he's like, he, he was lost in his arrogance. And that's what took him. Or something along those lines. And the the title card of this one was the most powerful is he who controls his power. <laughs> Just like Kefisto does in that fight, mm-hmm. and and he he never wavers from his Jedi, um, Jedi stuff, his Jedi teachings. Mm-hmm. Like he him and Plo Koon are like that. Yes, they very mm-hmm. much are. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why that's why those Jedi are some of the most or some of the most favorite jedi by some people mm-hmm. i love because of their team. fighting style their attitude and the way they portray themselves in this show yeah absolutely all right guys that is going to be the end of the arc um episode ranking uh gray what was the top and the top uh, tier in the master, second down grandmaster and then master i would say that's a is master the the top or the second to top? Uh, second to the top. I would say it's a master. I'd say so too. Uh, it, it builds characters that we mm-hmm. haven't really gotten to know in the prequels, so I think that's what it really did well for this episode. Yeah, I would. All, I I agree with both of you on it being master, just because of the fact that Kid Fisto is a very popular Jedi. Yeah, not not just because of the memes of him smiling and everything, mm-hmm. but he, his character gets developed so well in this episode yep. and that he's able to take on Grievous with pretty much ease. He's my husband's favorite Jedi. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of people love Kid Fisto. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. showing his composure, his, 
his sophistication when it comes to conflict. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 not like it's not very. And he sounds uh, it's not so very common. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not very common where you see a Jedi like that. Oh yeah, who is very controlled and laid back whenever when it seems to get too out of hand. Oh yeah, which absolutely. is like it's like when you see Anakin when Obi Wan what happens to Obi-Wan, you see how he reacts, and then you see how Kit Fisto reacts, what happens to Nadar Veb. Yeah. And it's it's vastly different. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so different seeing Absolutely. how cool Kit Fisto is. Yep. So Absolutely. Definitely um, great. We're going to touch on a little bit. Uh, we don't want to keep Gray too long. Um, okay. So we got some notes. Uh, we got actually big news. We don't want to oh, hold you captive, Gray. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a trailer or a snippet of the KOTOR game that is going to be a remake. They're starting from the bottom up, but are going to try to keep the same things in from the old game. Um, I have never played KOTOR, but if I get a PS5, that's what I'll be, will be getting. Will that make um, it canon? Will it be that's canon one, at that that's, point? That's the question I was going to ask you to, do you think with the remake model do you think that they could make some of these things canon or do you for think sure they it all canon for sure There's they've the tried potential. to pull some of that stuff in already um this might be their way to start it i'm not i'm not sure um i like to watch video game playthroughs i don't actually play them i watch the so playthrough for fallen order and stuff so i definitely would watch that and um be interested i love bastilla shan i love her so mm-hmm. I, I play galaxy of heroes <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. I saw your comment about uh, yeah. the droids and Grievous. I remember that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jar. There's definitely a big, a big opportunity that could happen to make or the uh, parts of the old Republic canon. I mean, Revan's canon. I mean, because of him. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the Sith trooper legions and Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So there's Bane's some canon. Yep, mm-hmm. Bane's canon as well. Yeah. Also, he was in Clone Wars too. His spirit, mm-hmm. but not him. Yeah. But yeah. And and Dedu is canon. Um, yeah, there's a few um, trooper legions, and also Nihilus isn't canon though. I Nihilus just don't think canon. Disney would put out anything that's not canon. Yeah, or I games, agree. anything. I don't think anything. And if they want, they can always go because with books, the shows always trump canon than yeah. over yeah. books, you know. And yep. so if they find something that kind of hinders them a little bit, they can still do whatever they want. Doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, which I found it I found it to be so surprising that they would even remake this game. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like very similar to to them remaking The Force Unleashed mm-hmm. or Republic Commando. I mean, they kind yeah. of remastered a little bit, but I mean, it's Do you think they're going like, to put a regular show out with it or something, you know, like to build it up or is it I don't think be, so. oh, here's your I, I think that they have a big schedule on shows but um mm-hmm. i think it's a possibility that they could bring out uh bring revan into it for sure i think this could be a step in the right direction for bringing revan in um because i know that's what everybody wants yeah i think it would be if you i and this is the fan casting get keanu reeves into star wars and make him revan <laughs> I see that all I see that all the time and I wouldn't mind it. I've I, I don't really know a whole lot about the Revan. That's character. a lot of people's biggest wishes. 
I it, Keanu Reeves in Keanu Star Wars Reeves in, in a Star Wars movie, or, not specifically to play Revan, but just yeah, Keanu Reeves. I, or, I agree with that. Or uh, Kit Keanu Harrington? Reeves could easily play Kit Fisto. Ooh. Kit Harrington is a possibility. I think I, hope. I, I think Kit Harrington would would be a really good Revan, but he's kind of short. <laughs> as mm-hmm. he's as it's said, a lot in, of actors uh, are short. They just film them to look taller. That's true. Yeah, just like just have the uh, just have the different angles of the camera. Yeah, like mm-hmm. have 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 it like going from the down up instead of from the up down. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> make them look more uh, menacing and longer. I mean, look how big they made Thor and Loki look in the first Avengers. They looked like giants almost. Yeah, that is true. Very it, true, Gray. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Chris Hemworth isn't short. Yeah, no. but they filled up the entire <laughs> back of a pickup truck and then like made yeah. it was they were huge they were like <laughs> yeah. nine feet tall in that episode, <laughs> yeah. that movie yeah absolutely but guys that is going to be an episode um gray thank, thank you, you for, for coming on me. uh can't wait to have you on more um we've definitely got you booked for a couple of things and we're gonna be seeing you again don't worry um, but Gray, where can the good people find you on social media? Good ones, on not TikTok. bad ones. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. Yeah. I'm Don Gray. Uh, kind of slow moving this summer, but I'll get back into it more now. Let's get let's get Gray to a thousand. I think she I think she would. She's an interesting and fun follow on TikTok. Um, and she's got some great takes. If you want Star Wars, Clone Wars content, she's there. And books. She's awesome. I do a lot of and books. Stuff and books so if you're looking to get into that go follow her on tiktok it's awesome so she'll be on here probably three or four more times it's gonna be awesome i follow her luke I follows her oh yeah yep. luke follows her go do the same <laughs> as us yeah, go click yeah, the yeah follow button on her page yeah She's absolutely great person to listen in. uh great person to listen to i've been i've been messing up with my words all day today hey, it's all I good do that too. I, the, I, yeah. I, I used to stutter yeah. really bad so you'll catch me going uh and then I have to start over. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, but yeah, please go follow Gray. Yeah, it's going to be a she's great, great uh, person to follow when it comes to Star Wars knowledge. Yep, because absolutely. the first time I met her was because I was on High Ground on Chaco's podcast with her talking about canon books. And she's got such a brilliant mind. I, I really thank you for coming to join us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoy visiting with you guys and doing these shows anytime I'm invited on. I'm very like i love it thank you Abs- absolutely thank you. um char where can the good people follow you hi um <laughs> you can follow me on tiktok char tiktok char char j you can find me on twitter instagram same handle um i don't really post much star wars stuff on my twitter same with my instagram it's kind of like my mm-hmm. my personal stuff but yeah. like, I, sometimes i go off on a tangent on twitter and say a bunch of rash things mm-hmm. Not, yeah so it's like when it comes to like if someone because like, i retweeted like the older public trailer and the uh you've seen the uh the blues clues thing yes i actually <laughs> totally watched that today and i loved it because my blues clues guy is steve it always will be Oh my god, I was I was laughing so hard to see him. Yeah, I went off to college, but uh I never forgot about you. I was like, why is this such why why am I feeling like this? I yeah. loved it. I don't know if you guys are making fun of it or no. Uh, I used oh, to watch okay. Blue, Blues Clues all the time yeah, when Blues I was, Clues was 
the the shit. I'm a huge fan. My, all my kids grew up with Blue's Clues, and like I said, Steve was my favorite. There you go. We just got a letter. <laughs> we just got a letter. Oh man, we're uh, we're, we're Star Wars podcast. We turn this into a Blue's Clues. Yeah, yeah, we talk this Blue's Clues. Um, but you guys can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, TikTok at the Padawans podcast, Twitter at Padawans, and the Instagram at the Padawans pod. That is going to do it for an episode. Gray, thank you again. And for Light and for Life, we are all the Republic. And may the Force be with you always. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.